That's cool. Immediately, it's like raise awareness for clones, man. Let's everyone go. who, uh, so many of my friends were like, "Okay, hi." That's weird. <laughs> Animated. Person, How you man. doing, Captain Hello there, and welcome to episode 41 of Unknown Regions Podcast. I am your host, Michelle, and with me as always is your other host, my son, Colin. Yo. We took last week off for no reason other than, I don't know, we just... No reason. The week week got away from us, first of all. I have a reason. I don't know. (laughs) Okay. No reason. You watch yourself, bro. The week got away from me... Okay. And also, it's a two-parter. So True. it seemed like it was probably subconscious on my part that I, the week got away from me because I was probably subconsciously thinking. Two-parter. Or... Two-parter. Why don't we just put it all into one episode? We did that with Clone Wars, didn't we? Kind uh, of, we didn't do every episode, oh, I gosh. don't think. Well, you know, our schedule is never a schedule. It's just... <laughs> no, but we didn't do... We didn't decide to do... Every new Clone Wars season episode individually, I think. We started that and then we were like, hmm. Yeah, I don't even remember. Switch. No, yeah, we did. But Mandalorian, I know we tried to do weekly. And Every we were, epi- yeah, we did. We, we were did. going good on this one until the two-parter hit. Oh, yeah, um, So, yeah, we're going to talk about... Uh, going off the day of the next episode. <laughs> right. Rah. This is basically what we've come to. This is this is how we roll now. <laughs> do we, are there, like, current events or no? Um, not that I can think of off the top of my head. Okay, let me think. If I have anything. Uh, were the Bounty Hunters uh, oh, yeah, yeah. comic, I think we mentioned it last time, uh, issue two came out. Yeah. And it's weird. I like it. I think it's cool. It's like, what, <laughs> it's like Han's worst nightmare. Basically, every yeah. woman he's ever been involved with in the same room. It's pretty good, actually. But they're not really doing anything with it, it seems. They're just kind of there. But I'm sure that's what they were thinking. We should put, like, everyone that he's had a problem with in one room. Yeah, it's it's kind of comical in that way. Yeah. I'm not really People sure. He was just, like, showing up, keep showing up. It's like, come on, man. Yeah, um, spoiler alert for this comic, by the way. Um, oh, yeah. I'm not really sure why why Kira's being a... She's being mean. Uh-huh. Like, what happened? I mean, there's a lot of time that passes. I know. Like I'm just twenty years. I'm curious why she's being so mean, but mm. uh, yeah, it's interesting. I'll give it that. It is. I like the music. It's ah. the the music. What are you talking about the music in the? Well, you watched the, the yeah, YouTube we, video yeah, version. But that was like a bootleg. We don't talk about that. Oh. <laughs> okay. Well, somebody does the music for it. That's good. I um uh, yeah. We're not going to talk about that, Colin. <laughs> Like that, the person who writes the music for that. Well, okay, but I don't even. It's definitely like that caliber could definitely be in a video game somewhere. It's um, pretty good. I'm sure that music is also bootlegged, but again, you think so? We're not gonna talk about. Oh, dude, why don't you get the actual comic then? Stop being because, illegal. Okay, because here's why I didn't pre-order the comic because the last 
uh, Boba Fett comic. Oh yeah, people. Oh yeah, you already talked about it. We talked about this. We was about not this. happy with. Yeah, we talked about that. Never mind. And I guess I should have known because this one's written by Charles Sewell that it was not going to suck. But um, I don't know. I just didn't. And I, it's my it's my bad. I'm mm-hmm. sorry. But I've seen the artwork. Like it, it's probably it's probably a variant artwork cover that I saw mm. that is gorgeous. Nice. And it has Leia on one side. And Kira on the other, and then in between them, in the background, is Han and Carbonite, and mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, that's cool. It's feeding my love triangle. Yeah, it's rough. Oh, I love it. I love. That's that's tricky. I'm I love quiet it. Quiet now. Hello. But anyway. Okay. <clears throat> yeah, interesting. Yeah, it's cool. Interesting. I also kind of have a mini current event, but like, no need for the theme. Um, <laughs> I'm not editing that for this. Aw, <laughs> come on. Um. The using Star Wars to teach kids. Oh yes, elaborate. Colin has got so, a few students, and he's coaching um, the drumline in his old marching band from high school. Yeah, and he front ensemble actually. I don't. I don't do oh drum, right, right, right. Like front keyboards ensemble. and uh, like pit percussion auxiliary and all that. But yeah, so like we're using melodies from star wars like we're doing imperial march we're doing like a bunch of stuff that they know a lot of a lot of the kids in this ensemble are fortunately very like fond of star wars too i found oh really uh, yeah like people are wearing shirts like all the time and i'm like yo okay this is like very different than what it was like when i was in are you my, promoting you know our podcast to these children no <laughs> go hand out buttons what are you doing i should teach them the melody of actually i was considering instead of doing the main theme of just teaching them unknown regions because that has a lot of intervals in it too do it bro i might but yeah i was I, but not just star wars like jaws 2 jaws is like the minor second everybody knows that and because a lot of these oh, kids, yeah everybody knows that like a lot a lot of, <laughs> a lot of kids don't know actually originally dvorak symphony number eight but i'm not gonna like everybody does not know that that's what they don't know everyone knows everyone knows that it's jaws though dude if you live in this country you know well i mean you know jaws when you hear it for sure so yeah and i'm using like those melodies to find inner and like within those melodies are intervals that are very important to the melodies and like they're kind of the reason we all know them so well is because they're constructed so well together and Part of what I do when I teach is I try to teach intervals. But a lot of kids in high school, they don't learn that very often. Like, like you have to learn that yourself in this high school, the one I went to. You don't really get taught that. So I'm trying to teach them on the fly while we're learning all this music. And the easiest way for me to do that is to pick melodies they know. Like, one of the kids learns the main theme to Zelda, like how to play it. And I'm like, okay, well, this, this interval is this, this interval is this. So whenever you hear that, whenever I say minor third, just think, okay, Zelda theme or Imperial March or whatever perfect fifth major seven like stuff like that so but why are but why are you such a good teacher but though but why (laughs) because i taught myself dude probably because i taught myself well and also honestly in our combined in in true between my family family. and my husband's family there are probably strong with this family no less than five music teachers Mm -hmm. between the two families so Mm -hmm. yeah you so, got the you got the gene, I guess. But that's how I learned, and I guess I just I kind of use what I did to learn music myself to teach other people because it worked for me. So I just assume, which I probably shouldn't do. Like I like I do some things that are practicum based. Like this is what you have to do to teach people things, like circle of fifths. There's really only one way to do that. But when it comes to like learning music, 
I'm like, use whatever tools you can to just play the music. You know what I'm saying? And I just give mine first, my tools. But yeah, it's always health, man. Dude, literally the only reason I got in, one of the biggest reasons I literally got into DePaul was because I, so I had to take like an oral test to get in at first, but then I had to continue taking oral training, which is, for all those who don't know what oral, oral training is, it kind of is what it sounds like. Where ear training. It's ear training. You have to like hear intervals and know what they are. You have to be able to write melodies after you hear them uh, on sheet paper, like from scratch, from top to bottom, and like all that stuff. It's really hard, actually. Like I'm, I'm pretty bad at it to be honest. But the only reason I really got through it was because I know those melodies like so well. And I'm like, okay, if that sounds like the middle of Leia's theme, then it should be a minor six. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> So, like, I, it, I'm serious, man. Star Wars, bro. John Williams has basically given you a giant oral training crib sheet yep, to, cheat, oh, to cheat from. Pretty much. So, if anybody's Not listening. Cheating, no. I mean, I'm quote-unquote cheat from. Yeah, okay. Um, so, if anybody's thinking about going to music school. Dude, study up, dog. And just you can listen fi- to Star Wars and you, figure it out. You can even find, like, these like these themes. You can find people who just put it together on a free software and posted the PDF online. Just print off the sheet music learn it if you want to or just look at the intervals and then listen and be like oh okay that's what that is i mean i wish somebody had told me that when i was younger dude it makes it so much more easy but i don't i don't know how people do it without that to be honest like i could never have done it (laughs) so yeah i think you probably would have because you would have your ear would have trained to a different thing instead of star wars melodies but whatever but uh, yeah, helpful. I should say though, John Williams melodies because I use oh, that's true. Jaws, it's I use Star only... Wars, I use Indiana Jones, I use Superman. Superman's super helpful actually because that has ba 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 ba. That's like the fifth ba 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 like that part. Uh-huh. That's the major seven. That really high leap. Oh, okay. Which is a tricky one to find in melodies actually. So that's one. That one's oh. really helpful. Um, which is actually just the opposite of major second, minor second. Okay. Which is the Jaws theme. It's weird. They're, like, related. But anyway, that is current events, I guess. Very cool, yeah. though. Um, good, good job, time. Colin. And um, yes, next rehearsal yes, today, I'm sending you with an Unregions stickers to give out to your... Oh, do you have them? To your front ensemble. Do you have stickers? Yes, dude. Upstairs? I ordered a bunch of stuff Ooh. in anticipation of, of um, Celebration last year, which, of course, got canceled. So... I'm sitting oh, here yeah. with a ton of stickers <laughs> and a ton of buttons. Yeah, dude. Just collecting dust. So uh, yeah, they'll take that. They'll probably make fun of me rather than listen to. The but podcast, that'll be but... very funny. No, I bet you they would. You should. You know what? You know how you're always giving your private students listening assignments. Star you Wars. should be like the f- dude. listen to unknown regions theme oh. <laughs> and report back and be who wrote it. And you and you better not. You better so be mean. careful because I wrote that. That's so stupid. I would never do that. that, that would that's be so, so egotistical. They though. would laugh though. I would okay. What I might do is I might actually give them Star Wars. I remember the first listening assignment I ever assigned was the. I, it was the part after the intro to Episode Four music. Oh yeah. Uh-huh. Where it's like the Mars take uh-huh. music with the Star Destroyer coming over uh-huh. this, like the famous one. Um, I actually like the first lesson I had, the first listening assignment I ever gave was that. And then I told the student to listen to Mars the next week, not telling them that they were at all related. And then I told her to like compare these two different tracks pieces. And she was like, yeah, they sound exactly the same. And I'm like, introduction to film scoring. That's basically like what it is. Oh, hi, special guest. Who's coming down the stairs, interrupting us. 
<laughs> Go out lunch. Or actually, no, starve. You've insulted me. No, uh, if, <laughs> yeah, if you're going to Panera, get me a salad. Thanks. All right, bye. You're predictable. Cheese and chicken or no cheese? No cheese. Okay. <laughs> uh, no, I'm good. Okay. Thanks. Uh, probably not. It's nah. funny. Shut the door, please, though. Thank you. Um, yeah. Okay. That's the idea, I guess. All right, Star Wars, cool. Star Wars teaches the masses, dude. It does. J-Dubs in general. He's a legend. And he has some of his pieces being exerted for professional orchestral auditions, too. He, like, attacks Ooh. all sides of the musical spectrum professional-wise. Nice. Like, it's so interesting, dude. Um, okay. Anyway. God bless J-Dubs. Mm-hmm. National treasure. Facts. Facts. Love you, J-Dubs. I'm yeah. sure you're listening to this. <laughs> just <laughs> religiously. You I mean, he would have nothing. He has nothing better to do than listen to podcasts. Uh, no, oh, I'm, I'm kidding. I'm sure that's him. not true. Did you did you hear he just came out with a, a second violin concerto? No. Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah. He's had one for like a while. Uh, well, that well, actually, I think it's either a new recording of this concerto, but I've never heard the piece before, so I'm assuming it's new. I've heard a lot of his stuff. Oh, but it um, might be a re-recording. It could be, but it's very interesting, man. To listen to his take of music when it's just music. Oh, very. Authentic music. Very. It's very, like, you definitely hear where he comes from, but he approaches things differently, his instruments differently. Like, he has a whole different, like, he's he's a legend, man. Like, he's so good at what he does. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. J-Dubs. Yeah, dude. How you doing? <laughs> the boy. Sweetie. The boy. All right, let's get into the Bad Batch. Okay. Because I know we're on a, he has, Colin has to go in, um. Teach the youngins. Teach youngins <clears throat> very Pod, soon. Padawan, yeah. So, uh, like I said, we're going to talk about episode 11, Devil's Deal, and episode 12, Rescue on Ryloth, which was... An, was Two alliterative titles, by the way. Yep. Uh, do they often do that? Um, no? Do they choose to do I that? I feel like they do. Oh, okay. But they I don't do. know. But what was interesting to me, though, first of all, did not know going into Devil's Deal that this was going to be a two-parter, so... yeah. I was so mad Oh, <laughs> when it just cut off at the end with her like running away, hair running away. I'm like, come on, man, give a come on, man. give a bench some notice that this is gonna be a two parter. Okay, that's fair. Yeah, there's um, no notice at all. But again, flavors of the Clone Wars in which yeah they never told you that either. It was just yeah. like, by the way, um, three part arc, Mortis trilogy. It's <laughs> cool, just, dude. Ta da! Here we go. Dude, some, some there were like four episode long. Oh yeah. Stories in that chest, nuts, man. Yeah. Um. So I liked. It was interesting. Like if you compare the way they used to do arcs and rebels and arcs and the Clone Wars, this was much more Clone Wars. Well, yeah, because doesn't, doesn't like Reb, didn't Rebels do a lot of arcs where they would like cut away from the scene for a moment, and then like there you would see development a few episodes down in that same arc. Well, like no, you wouldn't see it all. I I'm guess, talking about when of. they would actually have a two-parter, which they would say, part one, part two. Like they <laughs> at would, the beginning. Well, then it would be like Twilight of the Apprentice, part one. Okay. Tri- oh yeah. Twilight of the Apprentice, part two. You know, but this was that's true. This was like you know. Um, like I said, the Clone Wars type where it wouldn't say part one, it'd have its own little titles and, yeah. which is interesting because we, of course, have Rebels characters in this, but That's they've, true. but they've chosen to go, they've chosen to remind us like, no, 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 this is a sequel to the Clone Wars. For sure. Even still. Um, okay. So let's just, 
first of all, when that opened on Ryloth, it didn't even cross my mind. Not for one second. With all the millions of Twi'leks standing around, you didn't catch on for a little bit? No, no, no. I No, I'm saying it did not cross my mind that we were going to get a young Hera in this. Oh. I was not... Okay ready for that like it i don't remember what i was thinking when that when i saw that even when we saw cham i was like okay like i don't know where my brain he was in Rebels? uh-huh oh okay yeah well i mean we know that's her dad oh oh that guy who's the blue guy name the blue twilight not the Ta. not the senator oh not the senator oh the other one um, 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 um i thought that was cham no cham's orange okay uh you mean the other Gobi? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uncle true. Gobi. She calls him Uncle Gobi. True, true. <clears throat> yeah, it was really a pleasant surprise. Um, not gonna lie, teared up. Okay. Not gonna lie. When when Chopper's little thing popped up. Oh, did you know immediately? I think I did. I think I was like, what? Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> and then, yeah, I I got teary eyed. It's pretty hype. <clears throat> I was like, that was. I thought it was kind of weird, actually. <laughs> oh, it was very weird. Yeah, yeah. I had no idea from that point forward what is happening. Yeah. What are we doing here? What is the show, dude? And then for so long, no Bad Batch in this episode. True. Which Which I thought it was cool. I thought it was very cool. I thought it was an interesting, like, storytelling approach to just do a case study of another character and then have them come in later. Like, like, almost switch the roles of the whole game. Like, make the Bad Batch yeah. the guys who come in as yes. the... Yes. It's very interesting. I really, really liked it a yeah. lot. And, you know, and the, it and just taking that episode by itself, it was so odd. Because, like I said, the entire episode, I had no idea it was going to be a two-parter. Yeah, I get it, I get it. So yeah. it was very weird to me when they just popped up and then left. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I was like, what? <laughs> so, huh? Yeah, I like. Okay, it. I mean, I went with it. I always kind of try to go with it. So, but it obviously, made perfect sense once you the second episode happened, and it's like, aha, they have to come back and help. So are they? Are they? Remind me. Are you? Are the? Is the Bad Batch done with Sid now? Well, no, because this was an assignment from Sid. Okay, but they're not owed any. Like they're just doing it now out of them wanting to do it. Like they don't owe anything. I, I don't think they owe her anything, but they still need money, so okay. this is how they're earning their living. Well, okay, I kind of hope the next one's about the Bad Batch, though. <laughs> Let's oh, I get think, back to the point. Here, oh, I you know think we're. Saying? I think the way that this ends is definitely Boys. game on. Right. Until the end of this, the now that season. I, now that I kind of had that little inclination as to what's coming, now I'm gonna be very upset if it doesn't happen. <clears throat> okay, well we'll talk about that. Let's let's not jump the gun. Okay. With that, but um, so yeah, this opens on Ryloth, and we see, uh, Cham Sandula, his wife, uh, Eleni. Yeah. Senator Ta. And um, Admiral Rampart, and I think we see Crosshair pretty quickly too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we've got like a whole political intrigue sort of plot going I mean, on yeah, here. It starts, doesn't it start off with his monologue at the top of the... Whose monologue? Rampart. He talks to the people. <clears throat> like, kind of what happens in the two episodes, or the episode before her, actually, right? It, or, I get the order of these episodes confused. When was the one when they went to Raxus? That was the one before, that was episode 10, so... Okay, yeah, I so, I thought that was really cool, to see, like, that idea replicated. 
like that start the episode with right. a massive crowd of people in yeah, front yeah, of yeah. this speaker. That was very interesting. And a little different vibe though. <clears throat> how they're showing how they're showing different planets. Yeah, dude. I think we talked about this before. Like, and even before that, we saw an, I forget what planet it was. Now we saw an imperial occupation somewhere else. Where the where there's a parade going on and the crowd's oh. pretty into it, you know. Yeah, where the where the where oh, what's his name? Saw or or um. Oh, what's the dude's name? The the clone who like defects and like goes lives on a farm. And, oh, like, cut. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's it the way they're doing it. I think is very interesting. Yeah, it's cool. And we are introduced <clears throat> to uh, Captain Hauser. Is this the first episode? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, let's do Captain Hauser. Potentially very important, though. <laughs> Potentially extremely Cause... important. Okay, come on. But we'll, talk, but we'll talk about it. I'm just bringing up Captain Hauser because he now has a cult following. I am part of that Other following. Other people? Oh, my gosh. Are you here talking about him? Uh, That's cool. Immediately, it's like... Raise awareness for clones, man. Let's everyone go. who... Uh, so many of my friends were like... Okay. Hi. That's weird. <laughs> Animated person, How you man. doing? He Captain isn't real Hauser? and he's voiced by a guy who's voiced ninety thousand other characters. Yeah, but you know so what? Unique. He looks as it he looks like Tamara Morrison, so it's all good. It's fine. Oh. I um, guess that's true. Uh yeah, yeah, he is He's cool. I like his... be very important, we think. Yeah, I like his vibe. Mm. But this this whole speech that Ta's giving and the crowd's like, screw you. We want Cham. And then Cham steps up to speak to the people because the people are a fan of him because he's the quote unquote liberator of Ryloth. Yeah. Um he is going along with the Empire. Yeah. <clears throat> which becomes it's just a the whole the whole politically geared plot, especially of this episode in particular. Are kids following this? Like, I would love to speak to a ten year old who's watching <laughs> this show, and just be like, "Do you get it? Like, do you do you get yeah. all these machinations that are going on, or do you not? I mean, it's probably a lot like Phantom Menace, where probably not. They're probably not really caring that much about the political story because the action is good mm -hmm. so well i mean they do a lot this of is very this though. is very george like this they, whole, i know these I know. two episodes are so freaking george that's true but they do a lot of exposition love it yeah that's what i'm saying like so, they do do a lot of exposition. like I'm wondering. a lot of the time in this episode I, I recall they do they like introduce you to something that is not very easy to understand if you're a kid i think but then after it happens they explain what just happened kind of like they do that a lot in this episode if i recall the writing is just so it's so good it's very interesting i don't i just i don't know if it's good though i do i think it's if kids really are following good. then i'm kind of like all right well i don't know if they are that's what i'm saying yeah um Hey, 10-year-olds. I want to know, too. Let me know. They're not stupid. All these kids watch, like, phones no. and stuff. You're right. They're not stupid. I'm, YouTubers and all that. I'm underselling, probably. I'm underselling children. Five I'm or seven years ago? Probably, yeah. I don't think a lot of kids who are, like, eight years old are going to understand what's going on. But a little older, they probably are. Yeah. Um, And, you know, specifically the ages we see Omega and Hera in this. I guess, yeah. I'm sure they're probably following. But, yeah, five, six-year-olds... They're just like pew pew, let's go. <laughs> yeah, which is fine. Like, 
Sure, I'd be kind of bored with this one. Clone Wars, same way. Like, oh, there's a lot oh. of political stuff going on in okay, Clone Wars. Okay, but like, you 90% care. of every episode was filled with death. So, <laughs> I think you would follow if you were a kid what's happening. Mm. Lots of lightsabers, red versus blue. And if they look evil, they're probably evil. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but in this one, that's the thing that's weird. The thing that's weird about these episodes, it is genuinely, like, if I'm a kid... I'm going to have a genuinely hard time understanding who's bad and who's good. Like, I think. Because I, I wouldn't know if Hauser was good or bad. You don't even really know as an adult. That's, like, for this whole episode. That's great, though. No, I'm, Yeah, I, that's what I'm saying is really interesting. Because, like, you're putting... I, I do want to be a kid watch this show, man. Because because I feel like you would be experiencing the exact same thing the characters are experiencing. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, nobody really knows at right. this point what's going on. It's very cold it's war. It's different on every planet. Yeah. Like different planets have different uh interpretations. Opi- interpretations of these occupations going on. I mean it's very like real, man. It's kinda it's kinda interesting like that. It's very interesting. It's very cold war ish. That's actually. why I'm saying it's super George. It's super prequels yeah, era George. Yeah. Confusing, muddying everything, just you know, mixing it up and saying okay what do you think about this <laughs> yeah um okay what do you think about it yeah what do you think i uh, and i was it was very surprising to me that cham started out being like well we just want peace at this point yeah and almost peace at all costs like any cost including an occupation by the empire he's just tired he's mm. just tired the people are tired and he's just kind of like, okay, listen, guys, this might look bad on the surface, but if you scratch the surface, underneath the surface is peace, which is, we've been at war for so long. Let's just, let's just chill for a while. Yeah. Um, but, you know, his his wife, Eleni, is like, dude, what? <laughs> what are you talking about? Another and, mom? Huh? It's another actual mom, a legit character that is a mom. Another actual mom. Yes. Um, She's like a militaristic mom. I, when this, when I realized this was about Hera and her family, I immediately got sad because I thought, oh, swell. We get to see Hera's mom get killed in this second part, I'm sure, because Mm. we know she's gone, like from Rebels. We know she's not alive anymore. We know that Hera and Cham are a strain, like they, they have a very strained relationship. And I kind of just assumed we were going to see the the beginnings of that in this arc. Mm-mm. You know what? Thank you for not doing that. Because yeah, I was, I, I needed, was, honestly. <clears throat> we don't need to see, I mean, I personally don't need to see um, her be killed. Mm-hmm. in this show maybe we will later i don't know maybe that story is for another show another comic book another time i'm hoping that they just well, like background stories for rebels maybe who knows <clears throat> yeah i mean but again i feel like the restraint is is showing like they're not just dumping it all on our heads mm-hmm. like oh yeah we know Hera's mom has to die at some point so here you go yeah I'm really glad that they didn't show that in the in this arc. That's good. Because I was, 
I was going to be really sad about it. Like, it's dead. we already know she's dead. We don't need to actually see her die, please. Maybe Not right now. Maybe you don't. She's I'm a, a fan. She's a child. <laughs> I don't want to see another mother be killed in Star Wars, like, in front of my face. Can we not? <laughs> okay. Um, you identify with Star Wars way too hard, dog. <laughs> it's not even that. It's just that, like, can we just not? Can we have some? And I think this show, you know, we've, I've t- we've talked about this a lot. This show, whether it's doing it on purpose or subconsciously, <clears throat> is so focused on the role of mother, like, either mothers in quotes or mothers for real, like real mothers. I appreciate that. Yeah, dude. I appreciate the heck out of it. And I'm just really glad that they did not go down that road, particularly in this show or this, this arc. I mean, I'm all, I keep saying too, like, well, I, okay. Partially true. Partially, maybe not true. I think because the Bad Batch is so stereotypically... Like, when we saw the Bad Batch in the Clone Wars, it was very masculine. Well, yeah. A lot of people had a lot of hesitation about the show because of it. Like, oh, you know... But they're balancing, is what I'm trying to say. They're trying to balance... Yeah, and I think they're doing a fantastic job. I actually think they're showing... And I like this. I actually think they're showing a lot more feminine gaze just all overall. I think the only time they have introduced some a character who is purely masculine gaze that we've gotten so far is Cad Bane when he was in that episode. Very. I don't very, think, he's I don't very, think, he's I don't think there's ever been like a, an episode where there's been a character introduced or something that's like totally for the masculine, like oorah type of dudes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Which I like. So, um, yeah, I, I, again, I'm thinking, I can't think of one. I don't, I don't get the opinion that this show isn't good. <laughs> like, I don't get it. Like well, obviously. What are you what am I what am I seeing that people that don't like it aren't seeing? I guess. Mm. And I just keep well, What are you not seeing that they're th- seeing? Well, I know what they're seeing. They're ma- they're the grumbles mostly pertain to too many cameos oh. and I'm like no 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 no. You can't say too many cameos about this show unless you're going to say it about the Clone Wars too, and we've talked about this before. the The time period in which the show is set and Mandalorian. <clears throat> well, we, I have issues with the Clone, and we've talked about that too. How this show is doing it right, yeah, in my opinion, they're doing it pretty well. Mandalorian seemed just tacky sometimes with yeah. how they would just drop. A beloved character in for no reason. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> this here that I'm <laughs> this show. Yeah. The setting, the time, the, whole, the this, timing of when this is set. Of course you're gonna. Of the, course you're gonna but, have it. But here, here's what I think is funny though. It's like, sorry, I'm stretching. <laughs> We're actually recording during the day for once. <laughs> yeah, this is weird. It feels odd. It is weird. I got up, got my coffee, came down here. Yeah, but um. It's funny because the Bad Batch is a cameo. <laughs> That's what I think is so it is. stupid, bro. It is. The show is about cameos. It's and a it's spin-off. to show you It's literally a spin-off. It's to show you It's Laverne and Shirley. All right. Sh- <laughs> it's to show you character development with all these cameos. That is the point. So like if 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 you don't like 
if you are just straight up against seeing people come back, I understand that because, like, there are just some people who are 100% and will always be against anything with a trace of nostalgia. Like, that's just, that's fair. Like, dad's kind of like that, which I totally understand. But dad is also, like I said, kind of like that and liking this. And the reason he's liking it is because they're doing development, dude. Like, it's not like Mandalorian. It's not like Clone Wars either. Honestly, Clone Wars didn't do a lot of development. I actually thought they did very nicely developing a little bit of Maul in the comeback series season. I know you're against that, <clears throat> but like, I actually I'm did that. I'm against thing. it. Well, you don't like him a lot, and I think I think like you I don't like the thing. You don't like the vibe surrounding him, basically. I didn't really see any character development with him, but okay, whatever. Okay, I mean, yeah, I mean, you know, in Clone Wars, I mean, I'm not gonna get into detail. I definitely did, and I just think like. That's what justifies it for me. I'm not going to say I like it or not. I'm honestly kind of indifferent about it. Like, it's cool always to see, like, childhood characters come back for me. Because it's, like, my equivalent of you seeing Boba Fett, kind of, I guess. Not totally dramatic, but it is. Like, seeing Cat Bane again, dude, was crazy. Like, 100%. But, like, if they were doing that and then nothing happens like yeah then i'm gonna be like well what the heck did i just watch but i'm not like what the heck did i just watch it makes all the sense the cohesion i guess the integrity is really one like the, the fact that it's like a good piece of music it's like every time there's a character brought back they play an integral role it's not just that they're in it it's that they're actually part of the episode like they contribute and on the flip side, they gain something and develop as a character to go further on into their story, basically, if that makes sense. It's like... Uh, it's like, they're kind of handling it well for both sides, is kind of what I'm saying. I completely agree with that. And the the fact that there's a lot of bounty hunter stuff going on in this, um, sure. Why wouldn't there be? They're, they're, they, they're sending people after Omega. They want her back. Yeah. She's I mean, valuable. It the Kaminoans aren't going to go out and get her. You no, know what I'm saying? they're not. Um, they're I, not. Yeah. So, I mean, and, and again, dude, like, call these cameos, but that's also a reference to a theme, which is in episode five, when Vader sends out bounty hunters to go get, like, sure. the crew. You know what I'm saying? <clears throat> so, so, again, it's like, if you call these cameos that are useless and just fan-pleasing material, like, yes, to an extent it is, I think, but it's also Star Wars and, like... There's literally no new things when it comes to Star Wars. Like, they recycle metaphor, they recycle theme, they recycle characters, they recycle music, they recycle literal composition of shots. Like, they like to do that all the time. So if you're getting mad about that with this show, it's like, you're missing a lot. Like, I, th- I think, personally, you're missing a lot because they do that all the time. It's like, I don't know why this is the one you're getting mad about, I guess. is one. It's of the not actions. just the one. Like, here's the problem. Because Mandalorian went off the rails okay. a little bit in season two with all the insane, like, Ahsoka, Boba Fett, um, Cobb Vanth, like, all these cameos, big names. Um, people were sort of primed and ready to dislike this because, yeah, we're seeing familiar faces in this as well. But like we've been saying for the last 20 minutes, it's done in a way that does not feel gratuitous to me. It's done in a way that's, well, like you said, it has, there's a, there's a vibe, there's a vibe of of integrity with this that 
that cringe is not there. Like, it's just not there. Like, as much as I like the character of Ahsoka. Also. It was cringy to me when she popped up in Mandalorian. Like They I, also, like, <clears throat> a little. make the characters trophy wives. You know what I'm saying? Like, like yes. they'll put them up and they're like, oh. Like, yeah. the choir practice <laughs> comes out in Mandalorian. It's like, dude. That is so unnecessary, and I really like how they handle. I'm gonna bring us back to the topic, though. I really like Hera's cameo because, like, number one, she's a completely different character in this episode. Like, yes. she's not the same. Dude. No, very different. So, like, person as a kid, you're gonna get mad about a cameo in this regard. It's like, dog, it's not. It's like black and white almost. It's as far apart as a like. It is stretching the idea of a cameo so much, and you're just gonna get mad about it's it not because even you're a triggered. It's like don't point. don't get triggered. I mean, it is a cameo, but it, it's not. I said I say it's a cameo, but a very wider like definition of cameo because it is technically the same person with the same name. Frankly, Chopper is the cameo. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> he's the he's same. the genuine. Yeah, he's like literally the same, which is funny. He's zapping people and being a brat. So like... th- there's always a reason for it. Beyond the cameo, I guess the integrity is what I'm talking about. I'm just gonna keep saying that. That's like, that's what that exactly like they and and the fact that they did not cut this story off, already having killed off Eleni and giving us like oh so that's what happened. They didn't. Yeah. Now we're left to wonder. Okay, so look at Hera as a kid. Look, she has a great relationship with her parents. Yeah. It's what? And now we're sitting here wondering what happened still we're gonna see that story later <sighs> but i don't know if i want to i mean i do want to because i love Hera and i want to know but again like the restraint that they showed in putting a pin in that and kind of winking at us and saying yeah that's a story for another time let's get back to the bad batch now like i, I suppose. love it i yeah, loved it's it it's good perfectly executed in my opinion for sure um okay so back to the story um yeah, we get we get Cham's entire we get where he's coming from. Mm-hmm. Fighting takes a toll. My hope is you won't ever have to live a life like mine. He says that to Hera and everyone's heart breaks because we know what her future holds. And <laughs> we see their very loving relationship and we know that it's going to be broken at some point for some reason. Yeah. And so um Again, just like God bless the writing is good. It's I mean, probably good. just because you see him in both of these parts, and like Cham never is like the resistance fighter type of guy. He's kind of always like, yeah, but like I want peace and like all that. yes. So that's probably why Hera's like, yo, you're whack, dude, and I'm gonna go do my own thing. I mean, maybe like maybe at some point, yeah. But by the end of this episode, though, that he's all in on the rebellion. Like you, he says, like this is what this is what we're doing now. Bad batch, are you in? And Hunter's like, mm, I got my own situation to worry about. I really can't be joining a rebellion right now. Um, <clears throat> so he's already flipped by the end of the arc, realizing obviously at this point the empire imp- empire bad yeah. peace. <laughs> Whatever, like we got to fight now. Empire bad. But this line that he says to her is kind of good. Yeah, kind of broke my heart a little bit. There are good lines. Um, There's such good ones. <clears throat> okay, so the big ish moment is, uh, you know, they've given up all their. Cham tells everybody, "Lay down your weapons. It's all namaste up in here right now. Yeah. We're just gonna, <clears throat> we're just gonna chill with the empire." Sorry, my throat's starting Bruh. to go bad. Sorry, let me have a drink of water. 
right. <clears throat> okay. Everything's starting to, uh, he's starting to get, you know, everybody to give the Empire their weapons, bro. Yeah. But Uncle, um, Uncle Gobi is not down with that. So he's like, I've contacted someone. We're going to be getting some weapons. So, of course, he's contacted our friend. Homies. Uh, Sid. Sid. And they've, oh, my God. Can we also talk about how absolutely stunningly gorgeous this show is? Facts. The visuals. (laughs) Facts. My God. Like, there are times when I'm watching this show. It's like, is that real? (laughs) And I just have to pause it in the middle and rewind. Is that the volume? It's so beautiful. (laughs) Do they use the volume in this show at all? No, it's animated. Oh, come on. That would be so interesting, though, if they used both. Flying to when they when they go and they go to the moon to meet up with the Bad Batch to get their new weapons. I I was just like, look at this, look look at this, and then when they return, same thing. I just was like gasping at the beauty, and fun tidbit. um, Oh shoot, I didn't write his name down. The artist who handles uh, a lot of the visuals in this show had tweeted before this episode, episode eleven. There is a shot in this episode that I ran out of time animating and I had to use a an actual photo that I took from an airplane flying over Mexico. Can you spot it? And it was immediately like, like it was so beautiful. <laughs> it was like this can't be <laughs> It was so This is real. Beautiful. Yeah. But again, like why did you even tell us that because nobody needed to know that. True. <laughs> like it, the whole show is beautiful. So, That's true. I'm sure there's other cases where that kind of thing <clears throat> he's done. I'm sure. My gosh, prop, uh, just all the props in the world to the artists that work on the show because damn. On, on another note, gorgeous. World's first fly motorcycle aces successful test run. On another note, is Star that, Wars ships. Is they're that, coming. Is that a um, current event? Yeah. You gonna put the music in? <laughs> no. Uh, so yeah, they go to the moon to get their new weapons from the Bad Batch, and. We have the meetup that we all needed and didn't Best know we needed. Friends. Hera and Omega. Best friends. Friends for life. <laughs> friends for life. And also someone noted the Bad Batch now passes the Bechdel test because Hera and Omega, when they're talking, they're talking about the ship flying, like all kind of, she's showing her her bunk. I don't know what test you mean. <clears throat> the Bechdel test is a thing where uh, you, if you have two women in a scene together, do they talk about something other than a man? Oh, 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 yes, yes. Okay, okay, nice. And once you, <clears throat> I'm surprised you've never heard of this and we've never talked about it. Mm. It's shocking. How many things do not pass the Bechdel I'm test? I'm not shocked at all, actually, by the fact. <laughs> like, but the fact that the Bad Batch passes the Bechdel test at this point woo! already. Nice, dude. Do Thank you think you. they know what that. that is? Oh, of course. Nice, I'm, I'm, nice. I'm actually shocked you've never heard of it. It's pretty well-known thing. Okay. But <clears throat> and you're, you know, you're a feminist. You're, you're yeah, yeah. your feminism. I'm in tune. Um, so yeah, so now you're going to start noticing how many things don't pass the Bechdel test. <laughs> and you're going to be like, bro, I guess. <laughs> come on. <clears throat> bro, so, your throat. I'm so sorry. I don't, Brutal. let me. Oh, hold on, hold on. 
Okay, excuse that dead air for yeah, geez. half a second. They are talking. They're, they're just so cute. Oh, God, it's the best. It's the best. If 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 you're not vibing with Hera and Omega being BFFs, I'm not sure I can't can talk help to you, you, bro. I don't I don't know if I can help you any further. Like if that doesn't make you just go, oh. it's pretty good. <laughs> oh, you don't often have that in Star Wars, actually. Like kids doing stuff. The fact that they're kids, yeah, yeah. and women are not women, true. but girls. True, true, true. Um, and they're talking about. You know, Hera obviously is already obsessed with wanting to fly. And Omega's showing her around the ship. Oh, and the little moment where she's like, no funny business. And Hera's like, funny business? Like, what does that mean? Like, she'd never heard that term before. She did funny not know business. what it meant. Mm. Yeah. <clears throat> oh, and we haven't even mentioned the fact that Vanessa uh, voices Hera as a child. And I had no oh, nice. freaking idea it was her until I saw La France. the credit. I know. Why? It's, it will never not be funny to me that the Twi'leks have a French accent. I don't know why that's funny. It makes sense, though. Dude. Why does it make any sense? It makes no sense. They're just like, we need a weird accent it for them. It sounds good, man. We need a weird accent for them. And somebody was just like, how about French? <laughs> okay. Well, okay. Think sure. of another time French has been used in a Star Wars thing. It definitely has not. At least not on why the Why not Spanish, though? Why not German? What? Because that could be used for other things. They why not French for some reason? <clears throat> why know. not Indian? Like, wh- why French? I'm going to need to know. Dave Filoni, get back to me, please. Okay. Let me know whose decision it was to make them French. I, it's just weird. Okay. Um, But yeah, the fact that she, I I had no idea it was, it was her. She floored me. I was so surprised. For sure. Great job. Snaps. Woo. Um... <clears throat> So they have they meet, and then they leave. Yep. Bye, Peace. bad batch. See ya. They, they, see ya later. They, they they yeet. Surprised. That was a surprise. Yeah, like, true. It okay, was. Okay, what is happening here? Um, and unfortunately, they get caught. They're tracked on, on their way. They are tracked by friggin' Crosshair. My boy. <sighs> My homie. Colin is in I'm love upset. with Crosshair, I'm and upset. I am, and I'm just like my boy in the dust, man. God, he's annoying. He's okay. so good. He's I, such a good character, though. How do you mean annoying? No, no, no. I, he's literally the coolest character in this whole show. I agree with you that he's a great character, but I also think he's supposed to be annoying at this point. You're supposed to just he's be not like, an- What annoying do you mean? The like, word annoying is not the okay, right word. Okay, it's not the right word. He stresses me out. How about that? Okay. Yeah. I mean, heck yeah. He's stressing here, here me out. He reminds me of the Terminator, actually. The vibe you get when you watch the Terminator, it's like, like, this dude is, like, literally programmed to kill you, dog. Because how it's are so we supposed cool. to be feeling about him at this point? I don't know, I'm, I'm almost just like, cut your losses, guys. It's over. Like, Dang. cut your losses. They don't really seem to be trying to help him, so. No, they're not. In fact, this is the second time now where they've been faced with him being there and they almost just, like, turn tail and run because yeah. they're just like, we can't... We can't do much. it. Like, he knows every move we're going to make. It's too hard to outsmart this guy. He he knows us too well. Yeah. So. A little bit of an Ender's Game type of thing. It's just. It's weird. I, it's great. It's great. It's weird, though, because the, the whole Bad Batch plot is very different from their little situation. Like, the vibes change completely 100% for me. 
when it's like cro- when Crosshair's in the building, it's like the literal show has just changed gear. Yes. And then it changes true. back to its other like Sid gear and going on missions little thing. It's weird, dude. It's his, like two shows in one. It's his odd. musical motif too. Oh, yeah. It has no business being as good as it, it is. It really, really doesn't have any business. <laughs> it's so good. Terminator, again. Terminator, again. Uh, that music Terminator. is very Terminator, dude. You're right. It is. And for some reason, Blade Runner 2049. <laughs> I don't really know why. But, uh, but, but, there are the replicants, so, like, understandable, kind of, like, programmed to do, like, something. True. <clears throat> True. <gasps> oh! What? We're stupid. We are? Bruh. Yeah, some people so are heavy-footed in our house. Dude. Stomping around. How did I don't even think of that. What? Oh, the, the whole thing about, like, replicants, like, the whole free will concept being so embedded in their story and then, like, the Bad Batch, specifically Crosshair, I guess. But, like, that is totally a thing. Like, yeah, interesting. Kevin Kiner, were you inspired by Blade Runner 2049? Or Obviously Blade Runner in general. Like, dude, maybe. I mean, everyone is. Every sci-fi thing seems to nowadays be about free will, which is Blade Runner. So. Kind of. Yeah. yeah. Free will of robots and stuff like that. Um, anyway. Yes, this music's cool. Uh, oh, the other the other very lovely moment between Hera and Omega is when Hera tells Omega flying is about a feeling. Mm-hmm. And then she goes back to Tech and said, did you know flying's about a feeling? And, of course, Tech like, having what? zero feelings is like, <laughs> what? Dude. What are you talking about? I love that What guy, feeling? Yes. Um, yeah, he's he provides so much comic relief in this show. I remember you saying you didn't like Tech. I never said I didn't like him. Never. I just said, mm. I don't know that we're getting any character development from him. Because we're, we're not... going to get it. We're going to get it. And dude. again, I'm like, what about Echo? Yeah, I know. I know. Stay on topic. Stay on topic. We got to keep going. <sighs> okay. Um, also, I have Blurgs. Oh. With an exclamation point. <laughs> okay. That was yes, exciting. Blurgs, yeah. That was pretty exciting. True. Uh, okay. So the, the, the intricate political intrigue machinations at the end of this episode. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They're heavy. Where... Okay, now the Empire has Omega because because well, they no, Hera. were or Omega Hera because um, Crosshair tracked the shuttle and now they're in the Empire and they and and Rampart shows up and is like yelling at this child saying you're, that's weird you're an insurgent I don't like how he does that um our boy Hauser is like but sir she's a child yeah he's got Hera's back it's just Real homie. Hauser's the best. Um, but, you know, now they have Harris. So now Cham and Elena are like, well, we're in this now. We got to get our kid. We got to save them. Yeah. So basically they have to. There's a whole chase sequence. They have to attack this convoy um, to save their kid. And um, clearly this has been plotted ahead of time by Rampart. Like, he knows this is all going to happen. This is, this is very like Thrawn-ish, I'm it two is. steps ahead of you type of thing yeah. going on with him a little bit in this episode specifically because um, we see that he has set it up so that Crosshair is up in the rocks mm-hmm. um, taking aim at Senator Ta 
and 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 like Cham is pointing a gun at him because he's like you're a traitor to our people, blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and of course, you know he gets talked down off the ledge. Eleni and Hauser are like, "Dude, no, you can't just shoot this guy in the face." Like, what are you doing, <laughs> um, dude? But then, you know, Rampart t- signals Crosshair to shoot Ta, and now everybody, and and now they're making up this whole story about how Cham did it, so they can arrest him and his wife and and everybody. <laughs> just a lot going on yeah um again it's very like this happened in the not the last one or they they ref they clearly <clears throat> reference F- franz ferdinand mm. in the fr- in the previous episode because the guy literally looks exactly like him you brought this up yeah interesting and it kind of plays the same so i think they're definitely thinking about world war one like i think you're right because then you think if you think about it like this if you compare all of the Star of Wars stories to, like, wars and, like, real, like, 20th century, what happens? Mm-hmm. And, I mean, I guess you would say the Clone Wars is kind of like World War One, but, I mean, it's still, like, that idea of, like, the, um, the setting off of, like, everything because of a problem because of one dude getting assassinated, like, just, like, problem emerges because now, and plus he's, like, a senator, so he's a person of power and, like, there's yeah. an assassination and... I'm pretty. I'm actually pretty sure he got shot in the head too in real life. Oh, so I don't know. Yeah. I mean, whatever. He's dead. Whereas in this, apparently, uh, very confusing. Yeah, I'm not sure. This is the one thing where I'm like, what? Um, because in Rescue on Ryloth, Rampart says Ta is not dead and he's recovering, yeah. but you clearly see him get shot in the head, and it is not a stun shot. It is a shot. Yeah. To the head. My buddy gets lit by up. Crosshair, the best assassin in the world. So I like. Yeah, is he dead? I think so. I think he's dead. I think he's just lying so he doesn't freak the people out. But why would he do that? I, like, I don't get it. I don't know. I I, I guess we'll maybe find plots, out later man. what's going plots on. Plots and schemes. Um. Yeah, we'll find out maybe later. But after all of that goes down, and um, Cham and Eleni and Gobi and everyone is arrested. Hera actually gets away in the speeder with Chopper because her mom um, tells Chopper, run away fast, get her out of here. Yeah. Um, so that's where that episode ends with with Hera looking very upset, riding off in her speeder with Chopper. So yeah. episode 12, Rescue on Ryloth, um, picks up pretty much right away. And we see Eleni and Cham and Gobi imprisoned. Mm-hmm. And Rampart is talking trash you to bring them. Up the rant that I had. The rant that you had. The Shasti rant. Oh my god. <laughs> we can talk about it in a second. Hang on. Okay, okay. Um, but I was just basically Eleni is um, she's not taking it. She's just not having it from this guy. She just, you know, he's like, all you got to do is be our allies. And she's like, I've seen what you do to your friends. I'm much more comfortable being your enemy. Thank you very much. For sure. Sorry Love if you hear that in the background. My mother said she turned off the AC. No, I didn't turn it off. I turned it oh. way down. And apparently it's hot because hot outside because it kicked on. It automatically does that? Yep, it does. Oh, it's so annoying. Anyway, uh, yeah, during this, this, I like this scene, man. 
It's a good scene. Good so, scene. Good scene. Uh, good, good voice acting all around, man, in this one. The the music reminded him of Shostakovich, and so I got an hour long lecture the other night about Shostakovich. <laughs> Bro, if you want Colin to talk for a solid two hours and not pause or shut up, <laughs> hey, bring dude, up Shostakovich. Why do you have to make it sound like I am an annoying freak? <laughs> you got a lot out of that. Don't even lie. You did not know I'm how not, good it was. I'm not saying you're annoying at all. I find it hilarious because any time, all <laughs> I gotta I'm do... Ticked off, if I'm cued, it's like, all right, here we go. <laughs> it is like, it taps into a center in your brain it that does. is reserved solely for Shostakovich. It does. And once you're off, you're off. Like, you're off to the races. There's, there's no stopping it. It's... All right, it's, y'all. Moving for symphony number eight, that's what I'm going to say. <laughs> Look that up. Listen to the music in the Bad Bats, the first scene. Symphony 8, movement 4. Symphony number 8, movement 4, please. Shostakovich. Yes. Does that have a special name, that symphony? Uh, I don't think so. Okay. Because, no, I don't think so. Honestly, it probably, I think all of his does, technically. Like, 13 is Bobby Yar. Uh, 7 is Leningrad. Uh, if anybody would like to do a podcast with Colin about dude. Shostakovich, I'm sure oh. he would love it. <laughs> That'd be so good, dude. I could do I should literally do a solo podcast once a week for an hour where I just talk. Oh god. To nobody. To nobody. <laughs> <laughs> I can do that. I can uh, easily do that. Okay, well yeah. I, I actually video I recorded it on my phone some of it because he just was going off. And this was I was midnight, making some insights. I was hating some insights though, honestly. <laughs> Like, I'm, sure, I'm sure. Like how parts in the first movement are the same in the. Well, I told you, right? Like yeah. the whole third movement being like the mechanation thing. Yeah. And then the fourth movement is the exact same thing, but slowed down and really decrepit. And Shostakovich is good. It's so good. Intro. He Detrepid. was not, he was not on my radar until you became a super fan, and now He's I'm on like, nobody's. wow, how did I not know about this? He's on nobody's radar, and you should have known because he. Symphony Number no. Seven, the best recording that exists is the CSO with Bernstein conducting, and that that recording is like very famous, God like, just amongst classical music in general. Like that one is one of the. Most... I blame my mom. Yeah. she never talked about Shostakovich. Yeah, that's her bad. It is her bad. Uh, Rip. Anyway, she's not here to defend herself. Sorry, mom. True. But, um, like you done did wrong. Colin would have words for you <laughs> if you were in fact still alive. Yeah. Um, he actually gets mad at you occasionally just he doesn't just for care. being dead like yeah. why you gotta be dead fool? yeah that's not cool you fool all right hauser again this is this is hauser again what is happening with hauser are we gonna talk about hauser now should we just talk about him or should we wait i guess okay, i don't know let's just talk about hauser the sure. implications of hauser clearly chip ain't working not on him. He has thoughts and feelings, and and by the end of this episode, as we see, rebels fully. Yep. He's not down with this. This this whole empire thing. What the heck? Okay. What the heck? And then again, later in the episode, we see it's about fifty fifty. Mm-hmm. Clones that are down with this and clones that are not down with this. True. And they turn. They basically just turn themselves over because they're not getting out of there. You know, they they say we're not doing this, and there's they 
they're not getting rescued. Like they're yeah. they're screwed. Yeah. So they feel so strongly about it, they're probably going to get executed. Like it's. But if 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 fifty percent of the clones on Ryloth have defective chips, we can assume fifty percent of the clones everywhere might have defective chips. Yeah, and that'd be interesting, too, with, like, the whole theme of the psychology of, like, the soldier, too. Where is this going? It can't end well. I'm I mean, just yeah, real worried. I've, but it's cool because, like, groupthink is kind of, like, an idea that I think they might be introducing, and, like, maybe these clones just started doing it because the others started doing it, and then they think for themselves. Like, that's a good message, I feel like. I don't know, but they've they've shown us plenty of times that when these chips work, even Rex couldn't resist it. I know, I know. So, what, I mean, I'm sorry, but they need to, <laughs> the Kaminoans need to issue a recall. <laughs> we got a problem. On these chips, like, defective chips. Yeah. Recall all your clones. Um, so, you know, this just inevitably is pointing in a direction of sadness. Um, okay. Because. I don't know if I agree, but. Okay, we're ge- we're getting a clone rebellion. Probably, yeah. Which God bless them. So many people wanted to see a stormtrooper rebellion in the sequel I know, trilogy, yeah, dude. I mean, yeah, they, I think that's what they're thinking. And here. and friggin' clowns just <laughs> clowns. couldn't have cared less. The clown we love. And not only did they not care about a trooper rebellion, but they doubled down by creating the Sith troopers. Yeah, true. This made it worse. They doubled down in the <laughs> other direction, Ooh. and they just made it worse. Yes. Well, I honestly think a clone trooper rebellion would be even cooler. Anyway, I don't even think like first order rebellion would be cool, but like the roots rebelling would be really interesting to watch. Clone on clone would be really weird to watch, dude. Well, dude. I think we're gonna get it. And we know where this is heading. We know this is heading towards 30 years of the Empire being in control. And the whole discussion earlier in this show about, um, well, actually winning over minds is way more powerful than pre-programmed chips. True, true. So we know where this is going. It's going to be sad. Like, we're going <laughs> to we're gonna lose a lot of... The homies, dude. We're going to lose a lot of homies. And it's going to be sad AF. I saw it coming, man. It's all good. It's all good. I kind of already knew. But like... But also, God bless them for giving us what the sequel trilogy refused to give us. True. True. It's cool. um, Interesting. Free will of these soldiers. Yeah. And that's that's a beautiful thing. True, true. It's it's just going to end sadly, though, so... It probably will, but, like, hey, they had to go. They have to go. But thanks. Thanks, thanks for trying. Thanks for playing. <laughs> um, um, at least they tried. At least, yeah. they're, at least they're trying to give us that um, positive, hey, these guys. Not all of our bad chips. These guys, yeah, these guys actually did make, the eff- make an effort to fight against this. Um, because, you know, I don't know about you, but I just all along just assumed, I, I hadn't really put that much thought in it, to be honest. I just, I just assumed that when Order 66 happened, um, 
I guess I'm sure a lot of people assume this that it, the chips kicked in and that was that. Like, yeah, I mean, that's and, and eventually, for a long time. Yeah. Eventually, the clones died out, and they were replaced by either more clones or uh, or just regular soldiers or whatever. But I hadn't really put a lot of thought into it, and the fact that they're really digging deep into this clone psychology, like you've been saying all along. I said day one yeah. that that's what this show is going to be about, dog. I said day one. I remember the words coming out of my mouth. Yeah. So, so it's... I'm, I'm, I'm on top of this, man. I'm again, how are, people not, how are people not liking this show? I don't know. I don't get it. Please um, listen to our... Please listen to our recaps. Because I think... Maybe, yeah. Maybe a lot of people just miss what's going on. I think... That could be true, I too. I think a lot of people are, are just seeing other people complain about cameos... Yeah. And they're seeing a lot of male characters, and they're like, mm, no, no, thank you. Yeah, it's possible. But there's just so much more going on. No, but like... It's driving me nuts. I like, mean, okay, technically, technically, you can infer, like, the first time ever in Star Wars where you were kind of hinted at this idea of pe- maybe the clones actually do have, like, conscious awareness of what they're doing and can change their minds. Yeah. Um... Which is basically what's happening. That's how I refer to this as. Like, they're mm-hmm. consciously aware of what's going on. Um, is Star Wars ba- Battlefront, like the OG. Because mm-hmm. I think I've mentioned this, Star Wars Battlefront 2. When you played the story mode, you go through the whole transition from being a clone to a stormtrooper. As That's the story. Mm-hmm. Is the whole transition. And did I, t- did I ever tell you, by the way, there's this weird mission where you're actually destroying droids as stormtroopers there's like a whole battle between stormtroopers and droids it's so weird uh but like visually but anyway you every mission has like an intro monologue from tomorrow morrison which is cool cool and an outro monologue too like after the mission's over there's like a recap it's no wonder you fell in love with the clones the way you did you were kind of really indoctrinated into that whole thing with oh yeah dude the clone war show this game yeah. Well, yeah. Again, but 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 my point is, when Order sixty six happens and when they become stormtroopers, like the monologue is not like we hate the Jedi and all that. It's actually very like repentful about it. Like, hmm. I remember he was saying he says something. This is a really iconic line. I think this, like there's people who just like say this because it's like at, kind of a meme almost. But like. He says something about, like, yeah, we were, like, killing them, but we didn't really know why, and we couldn't really look them in the eye when we did it. Like, they, mm. they had to, like, close their eyes or something or whatever. Because I, so that was kind of, like, that ticked off to me probably why I like the clone so much was honestly probably that whole story. Because it's not, like, you're not evil and you're not just going out and doing the deed. It's just, like, you're just doing a mission. That's basically what they were, like, thinking. They didn't hate them, I guess is kind of what I'm saying, which made it super sad. But... Yeah, man. I've always liked this theme, so I, I, I finally, I've been waiting for a long time. <laughs> yeah, I, I really did not see this coming at all. Not with, like, some a character like Hauser. I really didn't see it coming at all. I mean, yeah, I did, I did, not, I did not assume it was going to be introduced by, like, a rando. I thought it maybe it was going to be, like, Rex. Maybe he, like, has this Yeah, moment. but Rex is coming like on that. already, you know, and that little part of the story is over, so... I mean, I think we've been saying for a while, this is, we, we've got to see something go down with the Kaminoans and with the rest of the clones that are left. Ooh, we, I want to see some clones killing Kaminoans too. Yeah. That's Blade Runner. If that happens, if like, 
if a special clone kill your, comes, kill your slavers. If there's a moment where, if there is a moment where there's a clone alone with a with Bob, <laughs> yeah. that is one hundred percent the eye squeezing part. <sighs> that is like totally that part. Yeah, this is so Blade Runner. You are right, uh, man. This uh, is very Blade Runner. Dude, yeah, let's go. Ooh, Jennifer Corbett, do you like Blade Runner? Uh, Dave, she definitely does. you like Blade Runner. Dave you definitely like likes Blade Runner. Dave definitely likes Blade Runner. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, let's go, boys. Um, let's all right, go, boys. So let's, let's go, boys! Let's just quickly go through the rest of this episode. Yeah, I got five minutes. Colin has to go teach. Um, uh, we get Hera and Omega reunited Harrison's out a signal for help to her be her new BFF. Um, we get a lot of resistance from the Bad Batch about going back to help because they just stupid. We keep seeing that they're just kind of like, yeah. I don't know uh, if I like that. They keep bringing that back. It's like okay, okay. I understand. We be seeing progress though. Once we get back on Ryloth and they realize Crosshair is there. Then I understand the hesitation because it's like, again, he knows everything we're thinking. He's literally in our heads. We have the same mind where it's a hive mind. So situation with him and he knows what he like. He figures out their plan over. They're going to cause a distraction to go and, and rescue the prisoners. That's what this is. They're not actually attacking the mining facility. I like that scene, by the way, to attack the mining facility. It's a distraction. The acting in that scene. When he figures it out, yeah. and then, like the sh- for some- that shot's so weird. I don't know why they include it, but the atmosphere is just like like something big is about. It. It's when like the the camera pans out and all the ships like rise up except his ship, and yeah. it's just like kind of sitting there. Oh god, this show's good. Interesting, <laughs> dude. It's, inter- it's not um, just like they're over there. We got. It's like he actually goes through the motions of thinking and like. Yes. Yes. It's. I get. I, I get the hesitation once they get back there. I really do. Um, I, guess, I don't but... have a problem with that. But it's about it's always about the they don't want to help people though. That has been happening a whole bunch. And then she has Omega has to be like, but like and then and then he's like, yeah, he's right. She's right. We gotta go. I love your it's kinda like the peanuts teacher version of the bad batch. Yeah. Um but we get the we get this team up, like real team up between Omega and Hera. That's cool. That's cool. To cause the distraction, we see Hera piling, like taking off for the first time. They they make a point to say earlier in the first episode how they haven't taught her how to take off or land yet because that's difficult. <laughs> and and they're just kind of like, okay. But my one of my favorite line from this entire episode is when they are flying and they're causing, they're taking out cannons. That's what they're trying to do so that the Bad Batch can go in and rescue um, Hera's family. Tex says, your dangerous and uncontrolled maneuvering is as confusing to them as it is to, <laughs> to us. Yeah, it's like, like I don't, I'm sure a kid's not going to understand that line. It's a great line. It's kind of a loaded line, but it is very funny. It is a great line. Um, and we have another really cool line, I thought, was when they the Bad Batch is being hesitant about going in because now they realize they've lost the element of surprise. The the probe droid has taken their picture. Crosshair's gonna know they're there. This is just like this ain't gonna work. Yeah. Um Omega says to Hunter, she's trying to save her family. I'd do the same for you. Yeah, I don't know but, why. That just was like Ooh. I mean yeah but And then she calls him her brothers. Yeah, I thought that was kinda weird. 
felt weird. Felt odd because you keep calling them dads. It's like okay, well now it's yeah, weird. but I get I yeah. It was it it took me aback. It really did because yeah, I was I wasn't thinking of it in terms of that. But she sees them as her brothers. Yeah, dude. Which means she's gonna see Boba Fett as her brother. Yeah, it's true. True. Which Probably. means, uh, oh, uh, uh, yeah, what's gonna happen? I don't know. I don't know, dude. I don't know. Um, we but have one minute. Yeah, that that line was very interesting. Um, <laughs> I had one more thing I wanted to say. Cool, cool shit move by Tech. We just throw that in there. Cool shit move. Oh, epic shit move. Yeah. So Tech's not getting a lot of ship props. Move. Yeah. As a pilot. True. That nah, 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 was nah, nah. a move. That was a move. That was a move. That was a move. And also beautifully shot. True. Beautifully animated. Yeah. Beautiful sound. You very good sound. I'm telling you. That ship's cool. Uh, he text cool. You remember how I was like practically campaigning door to door about Star Wars rollout and how no yeah. one was watching it and it was so much better than people were giving it credit for? Yep. I'm going to start campaigning door to door for the show. I think. Okay, yeah, dude. This show is amazing. It's got it all, man. And people are just sleeping on it. It's got the violence. It's got the love. It's got the, I don't know. I don't need to go on. It's got everything, in my opinion, that I like. Um, I rarely get a lot of Star Wars that has literally everything I like. The only thing I would ask for is better music. That's all. Oh, It can ouch. be better. Ouch. It can be, dude. You're writing Star Wars music. You gotta excel beyond expectations, dog. That is my anticipation. You have to. That is right. as high as you're going to get probably in your career, <laughs> honestly. So, you know, yeah, I'm being real here. Yeah, well, but- that... Shots fired, I guess. <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just saying that it could be more, is all I'm saying. I think it could be but, more impactful and more... It can lend itself better to the emotion. The problem with animated show and animated film is it really will ever only jump off enough. Like, it can only do that because they're not real people. They're, like, animated characters, I think. It's always going to be on a two-dimensional level. I don't know. I get very emotionally and. But imagine it with better music, is all I'm invested. saying. Like, Avatar... Yes, but we Bruh. know this man has it in him. We absolutely I know, I know, I know. Maybe know he's waiting for it. He has Clone Wars season is very, very good. Yes. So maybe he's just waiting for it. We or have something. four more episodes left, I think four. Um and Yeah. We'll see. I, I expect it to be very emotionally gripping, like we've talked about, what we think is coming. I think it's gonna I think I think he's just like sitting on it. Yeah, we'll go. He's sitting on it. We'll see. Um so Colin is about ready to literally I gotta go to the bathroom too. run out of here <laughs> like, because here. he's gotta go teach yeah um so just parting thoughts about this arc i very unexpected really loved it a lot more going on than just a freaking cameo so please stop saying that yeah. because it's just not the case in my opinion that, yep. that it's they're not doing it for cheap thrills it's really really emotionally engaging um Hera and Omega forever, basically. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Anything else? No, that's good. You I'm good. Um, oh, Hauser is now top tier clone. Like okay. he has shot up through the rankings. He's nice. Maybe like Rex Wrecker Hauser. Okay. I'm calling it. He's in the top five. That's right. Okay. Uh, if you would like to reach out to us, we are on Twitter at Unknown Reach Pod, but normally I am at my private handle, which is at Free Adjacent. We have an email, unknown region, pod at gmail.com. Colin is on Instagram at Colin underscore MJ underscore Whitlick, and we are both on Facebook. 
Um, I'm going to be going on vacation, so we may or may not have an episode next week. We will see how that goes. Probably not. So yep. take a week off, guys. For sure. And we'll see you probably in a couple of weeks. Um, yep. any, anything else? No, I'm good. Uh, that was good. <laughs> He's literally... I need to go. <laughs> so, make, make noise with your oh. mallets that you have in your hand. That He's literally ready to I run. I need to go. All right. So, hey, Colin. Yo. See you around, kid. Peace. Thank you for listening to Unknown Regions Podcast. The introductory theme for Unknown Regions Podcast was composed by Colin Whitlick and was performed live by a volunteer orchestra. This recording and composition is the intellectual property of Colin Whitlick, but please feel free to hire him for all your compositional needs. He is the composer you're looking for. All the opinions expressed on Unknown Regions Podcast are of a personal nature and in no way reflect that of Disney or Lucasfilm. Thanks again for listening. See you real soon.